spoken me. I went to sleep that night without knowing that it would be the last night I ever spent in that bed at my parents' house in London. Meredith, my mum shook me awake. The room was dark, making it obvious it wasn't morning yet, but not time to get up for school anyway. Mum, I mumbled in my half-asleep state. It's time to go. Everything I told you about those stories is true. It's time for you to leave us so you can train to be a protector. Your dad and I, we've done everything we possibly can to prepare you. First Charge is the first book in the Destiny Initiative series by Amanda Steele. The book can be purchased in paperback from Amazon. The e-book can also be purchased on Kindle, Kobo, Apple Books and many others. Spoke Have you ever thought about what Santa Claus would be like as a zombie? Or maybe you've wondered how he would cope with climate change, Brexit or any number of issues facing the UK and beyond. Probably not, but if you're now wondering, you can buy The Twelve Deaths of Father Christmas by Amanda Steele. It's a collection of flash fiction stories with accompanying images in which Santa dies in different ways. There's a political slant to many of the pieces and added sarcasm. This is not for children. Thank you today for tuning in to Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and as of recording has over 200 sessions in our archive. Although the podcast can be heard on Anchor, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, YouTube and literally 10 or 11 other networks, the full archive can be found at Spoken Label, all one word, Spoken label dot bandcamp.com. On Bandcamp, it is set as pay what you want, so you are entitled if you wish, you can download it or stream it for nothing. But if you have thrown me a couple of pennies my way, it is always eternally grateful to help me maintain the operating costs and future running costs of this podcast. Enjoy. Spoken Hi guys, Andy N, Spoken Label, back in the house on a Saturday night as well, and Halloween as well. Now hopefully tonight, the young lady I'm speaking to from Stoke-on-Trent isn't going to give me a nightmare, so let's hope this is a nice, smooth night. Well, um, it's come from a recommendation from a poet friend of Spoken Labels. Would you like to introduce yourself to everybody? Tell them who you are, where you come from, and we'll start from there. Hey, hi everyone. Uh, I'm Lily and uh, I live in Stoke-on-Trent and uh, yeah, I, I like poetry. <laughs> <laughs> Where did your, your love of poetry come from originally? It kind of started uh, in high school really. Um, the first time I ever wrote a poem was one of the uh, acrostic ones that you do on like World Book Day or whatever and you had to do like a character or something to so say it was Harry Potter and then he did the um but yeah uh ever since high school really I started to sort of dip into poetry and sort of try my hand at things and different styles and obviously you have to study it as well yeah. so it kind of just inspired me I suppose yeah yeah no it's fair play I started I started really well about 11 really and I'm 47 now so I've just carried on and it's just I mean when it bites you sometimes you just know it's not going to stop don't you so 
that's why. Yeah. So, yeah, completely with that. So, did was there any writers that really grabbed you when you were growing up in your writing? Mm-hmm. And like, you could put down the inspirations or influences. Um, I mean, I'm really into uh, sort of romantic, as, po- as far as poetry goes, like romantic poetry and sort of gothic poetry as well. So I like uh, Edgar Allan Poe and stuff like that. Perfect, um, perfect this time of year, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I think I really like sort of older poetry as such, like the sort of classic things and, and novels as well. That sort of style of language really I suppose, influences my poetry. Cool. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I always find it really interesting to read more modern writers as, as well. Yeah, which modern writers have really have you found really interesting recently? Though? Is anybody you can name? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, not specifically. I read a lot of a lot of um, like different things, so I don't really have a, a favorite in particular. Uh, no. Oh, cool. The cool there's no problem with that. I was always believers, you know, it's always good to be various stuff anyway, certainly. So now I know obviously one thing I want to talk about next is you were re- recently a young poet laureate, weren't you, of Staffordshire? So I want to know yeah. about first of all how you found out about this. And tell us about the application process for people that are interested. Um well I found out about it from my English teacher. Um she was uh, really supportive of my writing and uh, she said that I should go for it she actually um, mentioned it to the whole class first oh, wow. and, uh, yeah, and um, I was the only one who went for it and uh, the application process I had to send in a couple of poems one about the area that I would be Poet Laureate for, so Staffordshire. And um, another one could just be anything. And then after that, uh, they would shortlist uh, six poets. And then you would have to physically go um, somewhere. We went to Stafford and everybody was there. And it was it was a really nice atmosphere. It, they weren't... It, was, it didn't feel really competitive and heavy. It just felt quite friendly. But there was always that thing, it's like, well, one person's going to get it. Um, and we had to read a couple of poems in front of uh, the other applicants and uh, some judges. Uh, and I got the role on that day. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, it was really, it was a really nice uh, feeling especially when I could tell my English teacher that I got it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Okay, tell us about then, obviously, next step. What you did on your year as a poet, a young poet laureate then for Staffordshire? Because this is quite... I, I, I've sort of took up the poet laureate. You were the first one I've come across as a young poet laureate in the area, so that's why I'm really interested to learn what you did. So, uh, as young poet laureate, uh, I only had the year, so... Uh, I felt that I really wanted to sort of do quite a lot. Um, In the end, I did a couple of workshops and that was really fun. It was really nice to sort of... Was that that the first of you that's done workshops, was it then, at that stage? Yeah, it was. 
but to be honest I didn't really uh do like poetry like uh, performing it or anything like that before I got the role it was the role that really started oh. all of that for me oh right so it's like in, that was the beginning of your journey then wasn't it so yeah oh, cool yeah and um yeah I did some like comparing as well which was really in control but yeah it was um and I worked a lot with sort of younger children uh like sort of early high school primary school um did some things with the adult poet laureate as well uh Emily Galvin uh, and that was great to sort of have uh, somebody to work with, like a counterpart. Yeah. Um, that's what's nice about having like the young and the adult poet laureate. Yes, yeah. I've heard of, uh, heard, of, heard of the poet you mentioned. Yeah. I've not met her or spoke to her. I know who you mean. And um, I know she's done a lot. And that was to give you a chance to learn. So you learn something from the, watching, working with her, don't you? So. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, she really influenced uh, how I read out my poetry. I can tell that from even from that year that my poetry reading really developed and changed, and it was from watching her in, in part. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. So obviously, after when the when that your your term that finished. I know, obviously, you've gone forward now. You've just bought your first book out, haven't you, as well? Which is um, yeah. has the cunning title of, it's got to say it's cunning, this, of work in progress. <laughs> Which yeah. I like that. What, obviously, we'll come on to the content of the book. I've read a good chunk of it. What made you use the title, work in progress, as a title for a book? Um. Well, in part, uh, it was because... Uh, a lot of the poetry that's in there, there's some things that are unfinished and uh, sort of posing a challenge to people to sort of end or like carry on with the poem. Um, but also it was because I felt, especially at the time I first started thinking, oh, maybe I want to put something together. I thought, well, this is, this is my first one and my style may change after I've put it together and it felt very much sort of true to me that I was still a work in progress as well and uh, yeah yeah over what length of period was this first book wrote and was it quite come together quite quickly or has it been wrote over over a certain amount of time well um it did come together fairly quickly because uh it's the it includes poetry that is from my term as Young Poet Laureate. So it was sort of stuff that I've written throughout the year um, and a bit before and a bit after. And I sort of set everything out uh, on like, you know, dining room table and oh, sort of things. Oh, like, I want this one, I don't want this one, all these sticky notes. Uh, I, yeah. I work like that. I work like that. <laughs> when I'm getting the books, yes, I've done four so far for years and... I remember my first one, it was like, I was, oh, second book it was actually. I had about 200 poems I could have put in it. And I was, I was putting them on a big table thinking, yes, yes, yes. Uh. Were you like that way in some cases? Like, you kept, did your opinion keep changing when you took the book out? Yeah, definitely. There was, I know there was some, uh, even on the first draft copy, 
and I read it through when I got the first copy through, which is very exciting because you've actually got like a physical thing. Um, and I read a couple of them and I thought, no, I don't, I don't want that in the book anymore. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it was one of those things where I was being quite brave with some of the stuff that I put in there because it was unfinished, like so the work in progress, or it was just random lines slotted together or random little bits. Um, but, but I really wanted to keep that essence. So I had to sort of take my editing hat off and sort of allow some rawness to be in, in there. Yeah, I think you do is... You're trying to get the idea. I, can say, I know what you're trying to get at with this because I've, well, I've done lots of collaborative pieces with work people over the years, and you're deliberately leaving it unfinished sometimes on the first draft stage to let the other person then do their mark on it. You're, you're just doing it with the reader. And I think that's a really interesting move what you've done there. So that's why I definitely. So now, okay, I want, want to know about next. And obviously, like I said, is you've talked about your writing performing before as well. How tell us about your first experiences performing then when you're a poet laureate? Did you find it quite a nerve wracking experience? Uh, it was, I think, especially since I was sort of an infant in the uh, in the open mic poetry reading. Uh, it was it was nerve wracking. I did feel um, slightly. Uh, unconfident I suppose that maybe people wouldn't like what I was reading um but especially getting the role of poet laureate really helped my confidence along and uh, yeah I mean I do um drama as well oh, so that's performing yeah, yeah. uh yeah that really helped with the uh, reading of the poetry Oh, cool. So have you, have, you, have you carried on your drama since you've left college, have you? Or, or is that a school or should say, is that something you want to carry on with or in the future? Um, it isn't. It's just a hobby, but it is something that I really enjoy. And uh, it's really cool to sort of embody somebody else and uh, be that character. Yeah. Cool. What, what's been your favourite play you've been in so far? Have you had any particular favourites in your plays you've acted in? Oh, you're asking. Um, I did, we did a little sort of cut down version of Macbeth and uh, I was Lady Macbeth. That was very fun because uh, she, she's a character that you can really sort of get into. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. Oh, I did Macduff when I was at uni. I played Macduff and he was really, I love playing Macduff. <laughs> just give me a chance to be more ruthless, basically, because Macbeth obviously just lost the plot like Lady Macbeth did. But I, I loved Macduff, because Macduff is just, I think he's arguably more evil, because he just seems yeah. to what a dark character. No, brilliant, great choice. So do you have any sort of plans you what you're looking at next in your creativity? So we'll talk about your book in a moment, because I know the launch is tomorrow. Obviously, this will be out some time after. Um, as far as next steps go, uh, I'm very much seeing how I feel in the moment. I'm still doing a lot of open mics and things like that 
and I have started looking at my poems and I'm even thinking about so when's my next collection going to come out but um because uh, I have it has been a time since the last poem in work in progress so my poetry style has sort of developed and changed since then a little so uh sort of building up to the next collection I suppose yeah yeah you've got to look at all that when you're a writer I always write things in folders maybe sometimes more than one folder when we go at once but you're right because when you've got one book done in your system you're always looking for the next book then so definitely that so yeah good luck with it now obviously the last last but one thing I'm going to talk about you is obviously the like launch isn't it my launch is obviously going to be obviously before this goes live but we'll tell people and obviously about your launch and tomorrow you're doing it on zoom aren't you i know and did you say you had some, you had some guests with you as well didn't you yes so i've asked some people to be featured poets uh and then i have got a little open mic at the end uh which i think will be fun i've always wanted to sort of host an event so i've never known maybe i'll do some more of that um yeah, after this I'm going to be doing some uh, reading from the book um, and uh, Mel uh, Wardle Woodend is uh, actually is published uh, this anthology for me so she'll be there talking a bit about the publishing process and I'm going to have a little sort of Q&A session as well which will be nice. Good luck, good luck there, definitely. So, look, Mel, she's a very, very supportive lady, as you know yourself already, don't you? So, I know she's helped out so many people. And I'm almost good luck, definitely, with that one. So, now, if people want to find out more about you, Lily, where are the best going? Um, Facebook is my main poetry sort of pub, I suppose. <laughs> um, oh, that yeah, that's yeah, really. Yeah, that's going to be. I know your book's available on Amazon, the blog tab. I was looking at it before, actually, before we, before we started chatting. Is it available anywhere else yet, or just Amazon at the moment? Uh, it's just Amazon at the moment. There are some copies actually with me as well, uh, which I'm advertising. They're going to be um, personalised with a little message from me. So. They're also available, but yes, just on Amazon um, at the moment. Perfect. Okay, well, that's all my questions for today. So what we'll do is, everybody, hang around, because Lily's going to read out a couple of poems for us next. So I'm looking forward to this. Thank you again, Lily. End of part one. See you all soon, guys. Spoke Hi, guys. Andy End, still here with Lily. Lily now is going to read out a few poems for us. She's going to do a few from the book and a few not from the book. So I'm looking forward to this. Over to you, Lily. Hey, thank you. Um, so this first one is called Mask. Cracking skin, breaking bones, makeup on face, masking streaked undertones. Wink with a grin, giggle using your eyes. Shred the heart from my throat as lies choke through, sinking, swaying as a bird in the rain. Respect and admiration and like 
and promise. Ah, oh, if, if only they knew I'm not being honest. Chests are grievous, seconds are withering, every second spent unproductive as time unforgiving. Speckled ceilings blurry from inability to focus. Locust, crawling behind those eyes, constant and tedious, grinding at the cerebral cortex, also medulla, cerebellum, talon, wrap and leech, so relaxation does cease. All I want to do is sleep. Cracking skin, breaking bones, makeup on face, masking streaked, undertones the bird has fallen it's lying still its mask is gone and inside reads kill thank you really it's very very evocative that one straight away so what was what made, what was the inspiration behind that poem then uh, so that one was quite personal it was very oh. much Felt it yeah. Um, yeah, it was very much about uh, sort of hiding and this face I sort of put on when I went out anywhere to school or, or whatever. And then when I came back, I felt like I was being a different person. So, yeah, yeah, that's what that yeah, was. Yeah, I really felt that. Was that because obviously I I always believe in poetry. There's various ways you can write them. Um, was that a poem that came across several drafts? It felt quite multi-textual to me that then. So obviously it wasn't a poem you read in about fifteen minutes. I could feel it straight away. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Um, I probably did a few drafts of it before it went into the book, and then when the book was actually. Um, this is from the of the book. Uh, when that was, I got the first printed copy. Uh, I edited it again. Uh, it was the last stanza, really, that was the one that I really wanted to make sure I got right. Yeah, yeah, no, it showed me attention to detail, but very, very, very good stuff indeed. Okay, won't well, keep you dangling with that poem. What's your, what's your next one you're going to read for us? So the next one is called "The Stars That Try." It's actually one of the poems that I read at the Poet Laureate sort of uh, judging day. Yeah, it's more hopeful, I suppose, than the, than the other one. So okay. this is the stars that try. Lunar stares meet animalistic adrenaline as I gaze from my bedroom window. Training, pushing, gaining, losing palms and feet, bruised all because I'm choosing this pathway built way above my crown of incapability. Feelings fester and chortle under breaths, doubts like harpoons into the Methodist chest. Why must I do this? I need it so badly. Bones grating against intense, rapid and madly. Medical obligations leaving bills in their wake, softly cindering desire succumbing to the snake. But now I take this in my hands, 
control passes over washes over takes every breath from my body until i can hardly time continues rapidly slow days come days go past experience pain forgotten in the now all because willpower introduced somehow a fresh beginning a new approach of perseverance and single pure hope i can do it i do it in the present my improvements indestructible the moon smiles with its crescent thank you Ooh, i love the last part of that poem again you are very very strong the way you finish your poems, I know it's I've read your book before. I love it better. It's instructable right at the end of it about the moon. Yeah, oh, impressive, impressive again. Again, that's another poem you get everybody wondering. I can, I can tell you straight away that's called the multi drafts straight away. And I know, excellent, really, really enjoyed that. I'm not going to plague your questions on this one, so we'll move straight on. <laughs> okay, what's your third piece, Lonnie? So, this third one uh, is a much more recent poem, uh, so it's not in the book and this is called addiction who are you but the ghost of my freedoms the heart of my purse waving goodbye in the midnight blossom the clarity we seek or cough in harmony dancing on the breeze of angels a loving beats on my skin as the rain falls across a crucified sky into replenishing waters of ivory or crunching snow in glassware cases. Where are you outside the pink clouds of euphoria? I am lost, losing my mind to a false cause with cracking skin and ruptured fears. Finding myself again through a smog, black, thick, torn at the edges. My body survives my mind, but I turn and wince as a scythe cuts my wrists. Where am I when the wind drops and clouds burst, letting lungs from their grip while we grapple for air? I... I'm nowhere. Thank you. Yeah. Superb. Superb. And that, yeah, completely. I can see why, compare your first two poems to that one. I can see a difference in your writing. But that one, obviously, I think you refer to your books. Books are really good books that I've seen of it. This looks like it's something you can tell as a writer, you're starting to move in a different direction. So I know I've really enjoyed that. Fantastic. So, okay, now. We were talking about four or five pieces before. Is five okay for you to read? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. On to number four, then. Uh, okay, so this fourth one, I just find it, is called uh, Empty Frames. Uh, it was inspired by a black and white photograph of an empty frame. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, is uh, a lot more structured, uh, more rhyme. It's it's a bit different from the rest of, of my poetry. So uh, this is Empty Frames. Empty minds, 
empty spaces, broken edges and broken places, dizzy highs and dropping lows. No one sees where the ferry goes. Cartesian soul in black and green, thick, thin, dull sheen, dizzy highs and dropping lows, brittle thorns of a brittle rose. Happy faces lost to bliss, scorched metal, savannah hiss, dizzy highs and dropping lows, perfect squares in imperfect homes. Cracking walls and plaster brick, a long lost life breathes into it. Dizzy highs and dropping lows, scents of juniper and sweet ambrose. Crystal steps on a creaking floor and a broken heart in a broken door. The room is desolate, sterile and low. They turn away and watch it go. Alone again in a flawed old cage, folded edges of a picture, sage. Dizzy highs and dropping lows. Fairies perish with stories untold. Thank you. Excellent. What I like about that is, and that's why I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know you did run it. Ramming poetry for me is a very, very hard art to master. I'm sure you, you must have read up on it yourself to get to a piece of that quality like that. Because did you yeah. find that quite a hard piece to write in contrast to the wall or blank verse? Uh, I think it it was harder than just being able to just write whatever uh, I wanted in context of the theme. Uh, I definitely use like rhyming dictionaries and things like that because yeah, you, know, you tell me you used it. It's the way you used it. I think helped you there because I think the danger yeah. in your rhyme it overpowers the poem and that didn't. It was more your sounds at the end of it were a lot softer. They seemed that worked really well. Excellent, impressive. <laughs> okay, we're on to the big finale now, aren't we, Lily? Yes, we are. I've got to choose the right one. Or if you uh, can do two, I'll do two if you want to do two. I don't mind, okay? Oh, no, it's okay. Um, so I am going to read uh, this one, I think. Uh, this one is very uh, personal, um, but I find poems like this very important uh, to write because... It's about mental health and personally my uh, struggles with an eating disorder. And I'm not afraid to sort of say I struggled with that and I'm not afraid to write about it and read that out loud because I want people to see I struggle but I'm here now and look at me now and look what I'm going to go on to do. Oh so... <laughs> This poem is primarily about that and it's called Seeing Her. My heart broke into three when I lost you. The thirds of a God and of a mind that wanted everything and knew nothing. Two 
pin legs walked into the sun and fell from the sky where they touched the moon in its liquid reflection. And I watched from the safety of my bed. My curtains flutter like raven's wings and part in intervals to show me that you are still there. Drifting outside of my window on a cloud that slowly crumbles. My conscience needs to save you, but my head shouts no because you hurt me. The stars seemed brighter with you. The beauty purer and angelic like the curves of my face and the geometry of your jaw. With you, the days were shorter, easier, empty and full. Without you, I am heavy, weighted at my ankles with the terror of my fate and my sight. Months roll by and your cloud keeps failing, raining your tears and the sweat from the stress. But that's okay because I don't need you anymore, because I don't love you anymore. Thank you. Excellent way to finish. I like the way you did it, you do you like, you, you almost like you're looking outside of yourself there, and then from the past, past of that, well, that's really, really effective writing. Well, excellent. Really, really good stuff. Thank you for today, Lily. It's been a pleasure Thank hearing you today, so good luck with the future, definitely. So, right. Hang around. I need a quick word you off mic. Well, thank you again. I've really enjoyed today. It's been a pleasure. Oh, Stay I've back. really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Now, thank you again. Now, hang around, obviously, like I said. need a quick word off mic. Well, this is Andy N. Thank you, everybody, tonight. Stay safe and stay over. See you all soon. Spock on, mate.